Lord God, I just asked this morning that you would quiet our hearts. And Lord, that we would take a look at our heart's desire. That our heart's desire would be to seek after you. Lord, we're reminded of that passage in Jeremiah where there's a promise that if we seek after you with all our heart, we will find you. Not maybe. We will. Lord, I pray as we look at your word this morning that you would make clear the foggy parts. Lord, that we would be able to unpack what Paul is telling the Roman church. And Lord, that we would apply that to our lives. And that we would understand you more. That we would, Lord, be strengthened and encouraged knowing who this God we serve is. And Lord, you will get all the praise. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. All right, so we got five minutes. Ready? Go. <laughs> How many words a minute? Hey, it's Labor Day weekend. I don't know if you know what that means. I just heard it on the radio. It's the last weekend of summer. Now you can all be sad because now we're headed toward fall, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I like fall. So questions. What did you think of the video we watched? Any uh, comments? Sad. Sad is a great, that's a great, that's a great word. Trouble? Disturbing? Any, was anyone disturbed by that, by the ideas, um, the thoughts that were in that video? Yeah, I, I you know. Well, and, and, and you, you say what college, it was a college campus that that was on, but let's, let's face it, um, how, how, you don't even have to go to a college campus, Go to a high school campus. Go to where you work. Go. Uh, this is the worldview um, that we are a part of, whether we like it or not. Um, this is this is where the world has gotten to. Um, there's all kinds. There was a ton of stuff on. It. I don't know if you noticed the one guy said, and he got choked up in the middle. Of, I watched it about four times, so I got a better feel for that. But he got choked up in the middle, and he said, "God, if if there's a God, He's given up us a whole long time ago." If there's a God, most, and you heard most of that. If there's a God, I don't even know if there is a God, is what they were saying. But if there is a God, there's one ton of different ways you can get there. Um, take your pick, right? The one, the one young lady, I prescribed the Christianity, but I don't want to offend anybody else, so do your own thing. It brings up a lot of, this, this brought up a lot of questions in my life, because this this video could have been taken last week uh, in my classes. One of the classes that I'm taking is a research methods class, which is, in a lot of ways, painful. I love the word painful. It just fits. Um, research methods, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, is trying to figure out how things work without God. Um, I also believe that of philosophy in a lot of ways. But the idea being we can try to figure it out with science and we don't really need God because God doesn't really, doesn't, it doesn't fit in our idea. But one of the things that I've, that I've really uh, been thinking through in this whole idea of who is God? 
Who is God? That's a really short three-word sentence, question. And I know it's Labor Day, it's a holiday weekend, right? And we don't want to think too hard. But I want you to think about that. Who is God? If someone were to ask you that question tomorrow, what would you say? Who is God? Creator, okay. Sustainer, good. Any other thoughts, ideas? My boss. <laughs> that's, that's a very, that's, I like that. It's a pretty hard question, isn't it? It's a hard question because we are finite beings trying to put an infinite God in our little box. But here's the question I want to talk about this morning. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I don't want to talk about it. Oh. Is there one before that, Ike? Yeah, that one. Does it? Hey, there it goes. I don't know if that worked or if Ike did it. I don't know. Um, who is God in my life? And that's the question I want you to think about today. Who is God in your life? See, there was, God was in those people that were on that video's lives. But it was pretty distorted, wasn't it? It was pretty messed up in a lot of ways. God was just this, uh, one said, uh, this cosmic force. I like that idea. This, it was a cosmic force. God is just keeping things in order. Um, there was another video I didn't show you because there had some language in it. There was a video that said, God is like a young boy with an ant farm. That was this one man's illustration. Think about that for a minute. A young boy with an ant farm. I thought, boy, that, that hit home to me because that's a pretty messed up view of who God is. I hope, I hope that that's not the view of God that you have. But think about that. God is nothing more than a little boy with an ant farm, watching the little things run around, making holes. And... Man, I hope that's not your view of God. We're going to look at what Paul says. See, Paul's writing to the Roman church, trying to give them some, uh, a manual. And he starts out this passage with, with some very good, distinct ideas of, of the nature of God. Who is God? And the first part that, it, that comes to mind is, who is God? God is all-encompassing. The passage says, um, get to the right page. The passage says uh, that he is first to last. He's from first to last. Says the righteous will live by faith, a faith that is a full encompassing power. And God was revealed in Scripture. So I ask myself, what does that matter to me today? What does an all encompassing God matter to me today? What does an all encompassing God mean to you today? It reminds me that God, that I'm in the middle of something that's all the way around me. That God is in control. Even when I feel like the wheels are falling off, God is still in control. It reminds me that God has the best for me. Even when I can't see it. Even when I can't see the best that he has, he still has the best for me. You've heard that, that uh, comment, you can't see the forest through the trees, right? Even when I can't see the forest through the trees, God still has the best for me. 
There was a guy in, uh, in Scripture, you might remember Job. I like Job. I like the, it's kind of long, but I love it when we get to chapter 38. And Job's been squawking for a while. And God says, all right, <laughs> I love this. I love this verse. This, this is so the nature of God. I love, this is just so realistic to me. It says, brace yourself like a man, and I will question you, and you're going to answer me. Job, you've been running your mouth, and now it's time. I'm going to ask the questions, right? Because, you know, if, you've, if you know much about Job, Job had had a pretty rough go of it. And then as he further in he got, the more questions he began to ask. And he started to ask God a lot of questions, and he was just kind of challenging God. And, and God's like, all right, brace yourself, because here, I'm, it's my turn. I'm about to, I'm about to. And if you read chapter 38, you got, there's, there's, he asked so many stinking questions of Job that he knows he can't answer, right? He's like, do you know the laws of the heavens? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Um, Tell me you understand all these things, Job. You don't understand all these because why? I am God and you're not. See, I think this is who we are in a lot of ways. But we would change the God to our name, right? I got this, God. I got this. I'll take care of it. See, and then to me that encompassing idea says that I, I want to segment a part of my life to God. I want to give a piece of this to God. I want to give uh, a piece of this to myself. And I want to take care of certain pieces. And I want to let God clear and free on a few um, to be, take care of a part of those. And I know you know this, this passage. It says, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not a one of them is forgotten by God. See, God's all-encompassing power reminds me that I need God in every day, in every moment, in the big things and the little things. I need God. See, the world keeps telling me, well, you just pick and choose. Take your pick. Take your pick. When you need God, just get him. You know, he's at uh, that force, that cosmic force that's going to take care of the things I need when I need him. And Paul reminds me that that's not the case. This is an all-encompassing God, a powerful God. And then Paul, in the next uh, verses, reminds me that God is consistent. He says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood for what has been made, so that no one is without excuse. His power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the beginning of time. One of the questions that was asked of me a couple weeks ago is, what about the people who never heard of God? What about the people who never heard of Jesus and, and his dying on the cross? And what if you weren't old enough to understand that? Those kind of questions. Those are deep theological questions, aren't they? And I go to this passage because it reminds me that I don't have to understand them. I don't have to have an answer for every little question because I'm reminded that everyone, his eternal power, his divine nature has been clearly seen so no one is without excuse. Everyone has had the opportunity to experience Jesus Christ in some way. I don't understand all that. I can't put all that around in my head. I don't know how that fits. I don't know how it works. And yet I I have to have faith 
to God is consistent. We love consistency, don't we? We love the clock, don't we? I, I don't know about you, but I, I think as I get older, things that aren't consistent make me more crazy. I, I don't know about you, but that's the way. I've begun to like the rut, you know? I like to get up at 5.30 in the morning. I like to do my thing at get a cup of coffee. I like to be, I just like the rut. You guys like the rut? And the older we get, when you're younger, it seems like you're a little more flexible. But the older you get, the worse, I don't know. I don't understand it. I, began, I, went to, I went on vacation for 10 days, and I had fun, but I couldn't get, I just was uneasy. It was like, I need to get back. I told my wife, I need to get back to the rut. I don't get it. We like consistency, don't we? We like consistency. That's, what, that's kind of our life. We, we like that. And see, what a value it is to know that God is consistent. See, now here's where the problem starts, where consistency um, can give us some trouble, right? Consistency, we like to believe, is, is the same as fair, right? We like to believe, I mean, that's what, that's, and, and I knew that if I put ice cream on the, on the screen that we would under, you would understand this better. So we like, we think, that isn't fair, is it? One guy's got three scoops and one guy's got one. Is that consistent? <laughs> All right, Ken, we're just going to believe that this was given to them, okay? <laughs> it depends what they bought. Depends how much money they had in their pocket, right, Ken? <laughs> That's it, no more money. But the reality is that what we think as consistent isn't always fair uh, in our minds. I have, a, I have a nephew, or not a nephew, I'm sorry. I have a cousin. His boy is three years old, and he just... Um, he just had his uh, kidney removed three weeks ago. Three-year-old boy, I mean, little guy, you know, little running around. Three-year-old boy lost his kidney three weeks ago to some, I, and I don't even know what it is. I'm still learning. We're still learning as a family. It's called Wilms disease. It's, a, it's cancer. A three-year-old boy gets cancer, has to have his kidney removed, and go for chemo for I don't know how long, for the next two months or whatever it is. Those things don't seem fair to me. I don't know about you. Do you, do, do you have trouble with those things? Do those bother you maybe a little bit? And we, we look to God and we say, God, I, it doesn't seem fair. But then I'm reminded that God in his infinite wisdom is consistent. Although it doesn't line up with all the ideas that I have in life. It's still consistent. He's consistent every day of my life. And I'm reminded of the passage in John 16. It says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He says, in spite of the problems, I'm still there. See, I think a lot of times we, we get frustrated with God when we lose our paper. Maybe not. That would be impress impressive. Haha, <laughs> I found it. Thought I lost it. Finally, what Paul reminds us in his passage is that God is always worthy of praise. It's one of the natures that he has. He is always worthy of our praise. He said some of the people, they, they began to look at other things. They looked at idols. Um, they made things that looked like God, and they worshiped that. 
instead of worshiping God himself. Okay, so this picture is a Where's Waldo. Can you see the people? <laughs> yeah, good job. It's hard to see. I didn't realize when I took the picture that it was going to be hard to see. This was, uh, this was one of the better pictures of uh, one of the better parts of the trip we went to Colorado on. And this, I need to give you a little bit of background because it'll help you to understand. Um, what's below us there is a, is a lake with, uh, with a dam. Uh, they dam up a lot of the lakes and, uh, for their water in their towns. So we're up right there at about uh, 11,000 feet. And I don't know if you've ever been at 11,000 feet. If you've ever been to 11, I, I rumor has it that at 10,000 feet, the air is about 65% of the oxygen level that it would be here. Um, at, at, what are we, 700 feet? Anyway, here or there. Um, we decided as a family that we were going to do this hike. And then we, had, we opened this book as we got into Colorado, and it said, uh, moderately easy, uh, 1.2 miles. Do you guys know how far 1.2 miles is? Uh, 1.2 miles is not much further than here to the end of the road. All right? My, I, I might be getting old, but my wife and I can do five miles without even really thinking much about it, um, we, as long as we don't run out of daylight. Um, 1.2 miles. Can't be that bad, right? Can't be that bad. So we get there, and we take our kids, you know, and, of course, our kids are young. So we get there, and we're going to do this walk, this little hike. 1.2 stinking miles. I found out one thing about Colorado. The air is so thin, you get to enjoy the scenery about twice as long as it would take you normally because you have to stop. You can't breathe. There's no oxygen. It's gone. It's like they took it out of there. But we went on this hike, and, and as I was walking up this, we were walking up nothing more than a goat path is really what it was. Honestly, it was a goat path. There, were goat, there was goat hair along the. We would go a little bit, and then we'd have to, literally, you got to, like, 50 yards, you got to stop. Like, what would take us about 20 minutes to do here took us almost two hours. Um, now, now it was, there was some steepness to some of it, but it wasn't earth-shattering. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like you, you should run out of air. But I, this verse kept running through my head as I went, we went up that pass, up the pass and up into there. It kept, and the verse just kept pounding. It said, the heavens declare the glory of the God. And the skies proclaim the works of his hands. It was absolutely breathtaking to think about God putting those mountains there. God putting those exactly where they were. That was so powerful for me. And that verse just kept... And I didn't have cell service, so I couldn't find the exact verse as we're going. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a Googler by nature. If I think of a verse, I want to be able to remember the verse for what it is. And so I will, if I think of a verse, I'll put it in my phone. And, hit, and I went to get, I got on my phone, and it was zero cell service, probably because the stinking mountain was 14,000 feet next to us. You know, it couldn't, it doesn't climb up over the hills. But I could remember that part of the verse. It said, the glory, the heavens declare the glory of God. And it just stuck. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you the rest of the story. When we got up close to the top, which was almost 13,000 feet, we ate some snow in the middle of August. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy, unbelievable. 
I told someone that the biggest thing I regret from that trip is that it took me 40 stinking years to get there. Because we have nothing here that even puts a dent in what God has created in Colorado. And then I thought to myself, and what's in Colorado isn't a dent in what God has done in other places of the world. Powerful, just absolutely breathtakingly powerful to me. And how can you, and I thought to myself, how can you not believe that a God, a creator God, made this? How can you believe, (laughs) how can you believe that God, how can you just think that some kind of mud um, pile just kind of created, and it just kind of self-perpetuated, and that God didn't create that? God is worthy of our praise. You know, one of the things that, um, that I, I love to do is sing hymns. I, I absolutely love Second Service for that reason. An opportunity to praise God for who he is. And the passage that, that uh, Paul is talking about, he reminds them, listen, don't get hung up on the things. Get hung up on God, the creator God. Hey, it worked. There's a song by the band Red, and I don't know if they're a Christian band. I don't know if, if you don't like my kind of music, you probably wouldn't know much about the, the band Red. But the band Red, just, just as a heads up, the band Red is, a, um, is kind of a screamo kind of song band. Uh, but the lead singer's dad is a pastor at Linesville, um, Art Barnes. I don't know, some of you, that may name may, he just retired three, four months ago. Art Barnes retired. His son, Michael Barnes, is actually the lead singer of the song, or the, the band Red. Um, but there's a song I was listening to yesterday, and it really stuck. It reminded me. It, the, the song is called Pieces. And it talks about who we are as human beings in a bunch of pieces all over the place. And it says, this, the passage says, I come to you in pieces so you can make me whole. See, I think sometimes we think we can figure it out ourselves and we can make ourselves all better. And it's simply not the case. I've watched people spend their whole lives trying to do it on their own, thinking that if I just do this, I'll be happy. If I just do this, I'll be satisfied. If I just buy this next thing, it'll be okay. And never get to God. They never get to the, where the source of pure joy is from, God himself. He is worthy of our praise. And that's to me, is a powerful thing to think about. We don't serve a mechanical cosmic force. We serve a loving God. We serve a loving God who loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross, to be raised again. He sent his own son to die. Just, I, I, that's just hard to fathom to me. That's hard for me to understand. To send your love, your one and only, for the rest of the world. That's hard. And yet he did. Let's pray. Lord God, I just thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and we can see your word and we can understand who you are. 
And Lord, that you put the pieces back together in our lives. Lord, we are messed up, broken things, broken vessels. And you want, and yet you want a relationship with us. You want to love us, to care about us, to care for us, to do life with us. Lord, I pray this morning that if someone here hasn't started a relationship with you, that they, if, Lord, if they haven't put their all at the altar, if, Lord, if they haven't decided that you are the God of the universe, Lord, it's probably fair to say that there's someone who relates to that video, who connects to the, the very ideas that I don't even know who this God is. He's just a cosmic force or a regulator or keeping things in order. And they, Lord, they haven't experienced your love, the love that you desire to have with us. Lord, I pray this morning that you would draw them out of the pew, Lord, that they would come to the altar and come and meet with you. Lord, that they would find out who you are. And Lord, that they would be reminded of just how all-encompassing you are. And Lord, that they would be, be able to recognize the love that you have for them. In your name we pray. Amen. So I mentioned earlier that I've been reading in Ezekiel this week, and uh, 